0: Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you've joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. I'm excited to dive right into. The book of John again. We're going to be in chapter number 18. And uh, for those of you who have already been sending in some of your um, suggestions on maybe an Old Testament book that we can dive into when we're done with the book of John, um, I've been excited just to think about some of those suggestions. Uh, Joshua was one of them. Judges was another. And so I've been looking at a few of those books, and I'm excited just to see what we're going to dive into uh, when we get into uh, finishing this book when we're uh, done with the book of John. As you recall, the last few chapters have all taken place in one night and is really um, drawn out if you look at John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Uh, It all took place in a very short amount of time in the same night but a lot of content there. I mean, we've taken several episodes to get through all of those. But then we're going to see, as we get to John chapter 18 and on to the end of the uh, uh, of even the entire book, is that now it's streamlined in event by event by event of the last few days of Jesus' life here on this earth. And it starts in John 18 where Judas comes and betrays Jesus. Jesus. And what's interesting to me is every time I come to this event of Jesus's life and how it really takes off from here being tried by several different people, being betrayed, being uh denied by Peter, we'll even see in the next few episodes and um and just it I don't want to just go through every event cuz we're we're going to take time to do that, but What's always interesting to me uh, in all of it is that it begins here with Jesus praying. As we looked at in the last episode, he prayed for uh, himself, he prayed for his disciples, he prayed for us, the future believers uh, that would come to know him and and have a relationship with him. And then if you compare even other uh, accounts, the Matthew account and the Luke account of Jesus' prayer, you see that. He asked his disciples to stay awake with him while he was praying, and they kept falling asleep. And then we even see that um, that Jesus agonized as he prayed, They he was in such agony of prayer that he actually sweat drops of blood. And it's just interesting to me that in a time of prayer and in a time of vulnerability with the father he even says lord would this cup pass from me and yet he still comes to the words of humility to say nevertheless not my will but your will be done god and then to hear the rustling of soldiers coming as we pick up in john chapter 18 that he would have heard the soldiers coming would have gotten up, most likely had to wake up his disciples if the soldiers coming through the garden didn't wake them up. And then begins what are just some of the most agonizing and heinous hours of anyone's life that we could ever see. And so picking it up here, John chapter number 18 It says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered, and his disciples. So this is just a streamlined way of saying he went to the the garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed, and he was there with his disciples. And that's where we also, if you compare the other accounts, you see that they fell asleep and weren't able to stay awake. And Verse 2 says, Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. So Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? So Jesus hears them coming. He gets up. He comes forward to talk to them. They've come, the chief priests, the Pharisees, they've given Judas a a band, an army of men with him. There are many soldiers there to arrest Jesus. And Jesus already knowing that they were coming to take him, asks them these words, Whom do you seek? Verse 5, They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. I love this. Literally, by Jesus' own words, <laughs> they fall over. Um, now, I, I have said this several times, and most likely it will not be the last time I say this, but I read the Bible with some imagination. And so when I, when I picture all of this taking place, I just see it as these huge shoulder, soldiers with their swords, with maybe even shields, they're ready for battle, if need be, to arrest this man. They they hear him say, who are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus says, that's me. And just by him saying, I am he, then all of them get thrown backwards and fall to the ground. I don't know if you're like me, but... If I were in that situation and I was standing there and literally the man who I'm supposed to arrest throws me backward by using only his words, I fall down on my backside, basically helpless to fight only because he said one phrase, (laughs) like... I don't know if you think about it like me, but I would have I would have probably not stayed there. This guy, all he had to do was say, say a few words, and I'm, I'm on the floor. So why do I think that I can defeat this man and actually arrest him? I would have been running. But it doesn't tell us that anyone ran. It just says they ask again. Whom, or Jesus asks again when they are most likely on the ground now. So who do you seek? and they said Jesus of Nazareth Jesus answered I've told you that I'm he if therefore ye seek me let these go their way that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake of them which thou gavest me I have lost none so we saw in John chapter 17 that Jesus said to his disciple or to the father about his disciples that he had lost none except for the son of perdition except for Judas that the scriptures would be fulfilled And so John here is just pointing out again that Jesus said, If you're looking for me, then let these guys go. And yet again, that his word would be fulfilled that none of those who followed him had, that he had lost any of them. And then verse 10, good old Peter, (laughs) he just, he just reacts, I feel like so easily to everything and it tells us that he had a sword with him and seeing all of this take place he draws his sword and says smites the high priest servant and cut off his right ear the servant's name was malchus now again imagination normally uh and and really just even I feel like this is a little bit of common sense, but reading it this way, you see it uh, as they they ask, who, or Jesus asks, who are you seeking? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, that's me. They all fall to the ground at his words. And then they get up and he says, so who are you looking for? They're like, Jesus of Nazareth. He goes, I've already told you that I am Jesus of Nazareth. So if you're looking for me, let these guys go. And, and Peter is is almost like, yeah, right, pulls out this sword, most likely is going to try to take out a soldier if he can. S- start a a battle, I don't know, defend Jesus in some way. And he gets up with his sword to, t- what I believe, to take off the head of one of the soldiers. But remember, uh, Peter was a fisherman, so he most likely was... Uh, better at cast casting nets than uh, and throwing a, a net down than, than throwing a sword down and he misses the guy's head and only takes off an ear. There's no way that a fisherman would have the precision to specifically only want to take off the ear. Uh, he was definitely going for the kill shot, but he missed. An ear falls off of this uh, of this servant. Of, of the uh, high priest, his name was Malchus. And it says that Jesus says to Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? So when you compare even other uh, accounts of this, the Matthew account, and this, this is um, one that's in all four, the Mark account and the Luke account, you see that uh, Peter was pretty gung-ho about this. He gets up and uh, is ready to strike the servant and gets his ear off. And it tells us that Jesus actually picks the ear up and puts the ear back onto Malchus. Just, again, if I'm there, I see this man speak and knock me to the ground, and then I see an ear get put back on by this same man. This guy probably has some power that in order to uh, get away from me. I I don't think I have power to arrest this guy if I'm seeing all of these events take place. And even Jesus in the Matthew account says this to Peter. He says, Don't you think that I could pray to my father and he would presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? And so even Jesus says, Peter, don't you know that those who live by the sword will die by the sword? That's another phrase that he says to Peter at this time. He says, those who live by the sword die by the sword. And don't you think that if I asked the Father to deliver me in this time, that he would that He would send legions of angels to come and to save me? But the scriptures must be fulfilled. The cup which my father has given to me, shall I not drink it, is what he says. Shouldn't I uh, partake in the suffering that I know my father has for me? And, you know, really this whole account as you look at it, I, I see this truth. Many of us are like Peter in this sense. We know and have seen and have witnessed, as Peter did this very event, that Jesus has all power. God Almighty can do whatever he wills and wants, and he has the power to do so. He literally just spoke words and knocked over an army, and yet Peter felt like he needed to take matters into his own hands and defend Jesus and start a start a fight in order to make sure that Jesus wasn't arrested. If uh if Peter had it his way, Jesus would not have gone to the cross and God's p- plan of redemption would have been thwarted. But trying to project, protect Jesus, he pulls out a sword and wounds this high priest's servant, but Jesus told him to put away his sword and allow God's plan to unfold. I think a lot of times in our lives, it's tempting to take matters into our own hands, to force the issue. Most often, when we do that, though, it leads to sin. Instead of trying to take matters into our own hands, we should trust God to work out his plan. God knows how he wants to work in and through our lives. And yet so many times we don't allow him to do so. We feel like he's taking too long or that he's not doing it the way we think it should be done or think things just are unraveling it seems and it feels out of our control and so we take up our swords and we we take matters into our own hands. And all the while the person who literally can speak the words and make things happen is right next to us, is here with us. And yet many times, instead of trusting him, we try to take matters into our own hands. So I don't know, friends, what you may be going through right now or what may be coming around the corner in your life, but can I admonish us in this way? to be reminded that we serve a God who can literally with his own words make things happen. I love it. Jesus says, I'm he. Boom, they fall over. He can fight with only his words. That's how powerful he is. And yet so many times we take things into our own hands. As we go through this day, Whatever circumstances may come, maybe this week, maybe this month, things might come up in our lives that seem out of our control, but we serve the one who can do things with, it, with merely his words. And so instead of taking matters into our own hands, let us take the words of Jesus, put away our own swords, and just trust in him to fulfill his perfect plan. In our lives. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.